Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord and welcome. I don't know about you, but it may be raining outside wherever you are, but I know that sometimes we have to allow the rain to come so that the rain comes and that it nourishes us and it, it meets our bodies and, and we pull out the things that we need from it. You know, rain is important in our life and, and I hope that God has continually been raining down his blessings upon you and your family during this holiday weekend. We're just so grateful to be here with you one more time as we prepare to go into our praise and worship service this morning with our minister of music, um, Dominique Johnson. I ask that you get with her. Just don't sit down and just listen, but participate. You know, you get out of the service what you put into the service. With no further ado, we'll turn this over to her right now. It's all you, Dominique. Hallelujah. Good morning and praise house. It's so good to be back with you guys. I missed you guys last week. I was under the weather, still a little under the weather, but God is yet good. And I kind of want to stay in the mode of thankfulness this morning. We're still in the season of Thanksgiving and just being grateful for everything that God has done for us. So I want to start out with a very familiar song that says, Tragedy, time and place. All kinds of diseases, people are slipping away. Folks without homes, living out in the streets. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you. For me, it's a tragedy time. I'm placed all kinds of diseases. People are slipping away. Economy's down, can't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you. Lord, for all you've done for me. It could have been me outdoors with no food and no clothes. tragic end but he didn't see fit to let none of these things be every day by his power he keeps on he keeps on keeping me and i want to say thank you lord for all you've done for me it could have been me Thank you, Lord, for 
blowing from my heart are the issues of my heart is flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart flowing from my my heart are the issues of my heart flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart his greatness Take another few moments to just think about everything that you have. And if you think about what you have, you don't have room to not think about what you don't have. We want to serve God with a grateful heart on this morning. The Bible says that whatever state that we find ourselves in, we must learn how to be content. And in being content, we must be grateful for everything that God has done. Everything big, everything small. His greatness I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm I'm grateful, I'm grateful. His greatest have faithfulness. Greatest have faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I Changes not thy compassions, they fill not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Unto me, great is thy faithfulness. Lord God, my Father, there is no shadow turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion. 
die forever. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I've seen. never needed nothing in his hand that he provided because all I have needed thy hand has provided because all I have needed thy hand has provided he's provided he's provided he's provided He's provided it. He's provided. Great is thy faithfulness. When no one else is faithful, great is thy faithfulness. How many of you know he's been faithful this morning? <clears throat> How many know he's been faithful and we're thankful, thankful, thankful for all the things that he has done for his faithfulness towards us. Even when I was not faithful, he was faithful. Even when I threw in the towel, he didn't throw in the towel on me, but that he was gracious to us. And we just thank him this week. We thank him each and every day. We don't take any of these things for granted for he is good 
and he's merciful and he's kind towards us. Would you just raise your hands wherever you may be this morning, wherever you may be sitting, wherever you may be standing. If you're driving, put one hand, keep one hand on the wheel, but raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. For there was someone who was here on last week this time that's not here to say I'm thankful this morning. There was someone who was here that wanted to be here on today that's no longer here on today. They don't have the opportunity. They don't have breath in their lungs. They don't have life in their body. But I'm here to tell you today that God is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful unto you. He's faithful unto me. He's good unto you. He's good unto me. And no matter the circumstance that God is still God and he is worthy, 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 worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised on this morning. Why don't you get up wherever you may be this morning and just throw your hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. Oh, I thank you, Lord, because it could have been another way, y'all. You could have been sleeping in your grave this morning. There was someone who was here. I'm telling you today that I know him and you know him and others know him, oh God. There was somebody that we could reach out to. But I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful this morning. I'm grateful there was food on my table, clothes on my back, shoes on my feet. When the cold air come, then it didn't hit me, but I had a house and a shelter in over my body. And I'm grateful this morning for God is just so good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know that Dr. Um, Sister Johnson has to go, amen. But we're just so grateful for all that God has done and all that he continues to do towards us, y'all. He has been good to us as a church and he's been good to us as a people. He's been good to us as a body of faith and God is still in the blessing business. How many of you know that God is still in the blessing business? If you are blessed, hey, just throw a hand emoji up or something. Let somebody else know that you are blessed, that you're not in this alone, that God is still good despite, you know, what goes on, what we see, what we've heard. Amen. There were people who were, there were some who were killed on last week. They didn't think they were just going to work, minding their own business. There were some who were going to school. They were minding their own business. There were some who was riding down the road, minding their own business. There were some who were going about their day, minding their own business. And yet they were cut off. But if you've not been cut off, if you're still here and you're still in the sound of my voice and you're still able to give him his name, the honor, the praise, I tell you, it behooves you to open up your mouth and give him the praise. We we don't need any music for the Bible said what we say that he's fire all by himself, that he's fire in my belly, he's fire in my soul, he's he's living, he's he's growing and he's moving and he's inside of me, he's steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the word of the God. And I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. We come to him with a spirit of gratefulness this morning, a spirit and a gratitude of this saying, Lord, we thank you. 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 How many of you just thank him this morning? How many of you just love him this morning and just thank him, thank him, thank him for it? It could have been different, but you know what? He didn't allow it. And I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you that's back here with us on this morning for God has been so good to us and he's been better to us than we definitely have been to ourselves. And we just don't say that out of just something cliche to say or say that out of just being a filler, but we say it because it's the honest God truth that God has been good. Even when you didn't think he was good, there was something that you didn't see that he protected you from. There was something that was there that you didn't know nothing about that way he kept you from. And I, from one, am grateful. And I know you are, um, and I want to say good morning to each and every one of you. Welcome to the Safe House Church. If this is your first time being with us, my name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the wonderful privilege to serve, to serve, to serve as pastor 
over this congregation here in the beautiful city of Greensboro, North Carolina, where we've been going here virtually for some time now. And even in this space, God has still been blessing. He's still been moving and we've still been growing. And God has been growing us each as individuals and each as families. And we've been growing and, and, and going. And, and what I'm finding out, you know, people talk about numbers all the time, but numbers mean nothing if you don't have impact. Numbers mean nothing if you don't have impact. You can have a whole bunch of people and don't influence nobody. Oh, come on, somebody. We see, you know, you can have a whole bunch of people here and there and doing this and that, but have no influence, amen. But influence is really where it is. How many people's lives are being changed by the power of God? Are you just having a form of worship and yet denying the power thereof, amen. And we're just so grateful to you all for being here with us on this morning. So if this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, we believe that God has called us to three pillars that we focus on here at the Safe House Church. And we like to call it DEA. That's Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, we're going to teach you God's Word. We're going to spend time with you, and we're going to share God's Word with you as you allow us to spend time. We're not a people that throw ourselves on anybody, amen. But we're here, and we're, um, we're able, and we're willing. If you're willing and you're able, then what? We're here and willing and able for you. We believe in marketplace ministry, that God just doesn't have us just come to church, that we have ministry outside the four walls. It's about how you live, amen. That, you know, the Bible you know, says that holiness is, you know, we're calling to holiness and we believe that holiness is still right. We do believe in living holy before God. And then the E stands for empowerment, meaning that what? We empower um, individuals to use the gifts and the talents, the things that God has given them to be able to be a, what? a blessing to someone else. What you have is not for you, but what is for you to be able to bless somebody else here in the earth and somebody else, what they have, it's not for them, but it's what to be able to bless somebody else here in the earth. And if everybody's using their gifts and talents the way God has designed for us to do so, then what? Everybody walks around blessed and everybody has everything they need for. It was his desire that we would have all the things that we would um, definitely need. And then the last piece of this is accountability. That, well, I just can't do any and everything that I want to do because I want to do it. Yes, I have the right to do it, but God has given us some um, platform there. He's given us some some rules and some things to follow. And they're what? They're there to what? Protect you, believe it or not. I know many things. Well, why did he not want me to do this? And why would he not want me to do that? It's there for your protection because we don't know it. We don't know better. You know, if you leave a man up to his own devices, that he will what, find himself in trouble almost every single time. Why? Because it's, in, it's almost innate in us to do these kind of things. And this is why it's important that we have what? The Holy Spirit and that we have the Holy Ghost, amen, to lead us and guide us into all truth and understanding. I pray that every one of you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Amen. That you got to share time with family, that you got to see loved ones that you haven't seen in a while. I know some, this is the first time they've been able to reunite. Y'all reunite in many, many years for various reasons and various things, amen, and pandemic and fear pandemic and all this stuff. I'm just grateful. Um, hopefully everybody's well in their bodies and everybody's feeling well on today. We want to um, keep in the prayer the bereaved families all around the world from those who have lost their life there in Chesapeake, Virginia, just going to work at Walmart um, to those football players who were killed, and then we have those out in Idaho, and then even locally, I have a friend of mine who 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 never know. You know, it was kind of one of those things was kind of um, I ain't gonna say it was funny, but you know, sometimes God put people in my heart, Amen. And and I actually reached out to her, not knowing that she was fighting for her life and that she would no longer be even be with us. So I want to pass along my condolences from the Safe House Church to um, our Henderson family out there um, with of the family of Sister Lawanda Foster. 
Amen. Our prayers and our condolences are with you. Um, as she was on my mind, and I kid you not, I picked up my phone. I said, didn't I just text her? And I didn't see she had texted me back. And I know that she was, you know, in preparing to transition on from here. So this is why it's good to be good to everybody. Help everybody you can. Do all that you can. And it's more important. I mean, it's important to do good, but it's important. It's more important to treat people well. Amen. Um, for none of us know the day or the hour that God would call us home. And I don't believe, you know, she was even the, maybe 45. Amen. And so um, things are out here. Amen. And, and people are still transitioning young and old. And this is why it behooves us to be also ready for we never know the day or the hour that um, God should call us home. But, you know, there's work still to do here in the earth. Amen. So with that being said, like I said, I trust that you all had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving as we get upon the um, the holiday season. I know this is a season where a lot of people are starting to um, find themselves in way of depression and all these kind of things. But God has not called us to that. He's not giving us the spirit of fear, but he's given the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. He's also not giving us to worry and to be anxious. He tells us not to be anxious for anything. I know a lot of people walk into, I find themselves in terms of anxiety and things like this, but I'm telling you believers that we are not to be anxious, and but we are to what trust in God. I know that's easier said than done, but we are to trust in him. I have my moments. You have your moments. But the problem is, it's not that we have the moment, but it's the problem occurs when we stay in the moment. Did y'all hear me? The problem is not having the moment. The problem is when you live in the moment. Amen. That, you know, the Bible tells us that all these things will come, but what we are to what rebuke them. And then when we rebuke them, then what, then they will go away. So we have to walk and know that who we are and whose we are and who that we belong to as we go forward. And I know you preparing here in the Christmas season, many of you who are teachers, you know, you're preparing to wind down for the Christmas break that's coming. There's students preparing to wind down for the Christmas break that's coming. And others are, are gearing up, you know, for the sales time of the year. This is the best time for them to be selling their wares and all these kind of things. But nonetheless, I ask that you keep God first and remember him first. And the Bible said, well, all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. I want to also give honor to my queen, um, First Lady Ely. We just love her and appreciate all that she's doing and she does to support us in this ministry. We would not be able physically nor financially nor anything if it was not for her love and her support. And we are just grateful for that. And we're grateful to all the members of the Safe House Church, those who support us financially. And you make sure that our bills are paid. Amen. We, and when I mean the bills, I mean the bills of the church. I have a job. Yes, be clear. I have a job. I work and God has blessed me and I do okay. But um, nonetheless, but, you know, the bills of the church, you know, the internet and we got stuff and we have our insurances and all kinds of things that we need. And also being able to save, to be able to, what, to help somebody else. If you know anything, if you follow the Safe House Church, if you go to our website, you'll find that we are people who bless God's people. Amen. We don't just hold on to things, you know, you know, if there's a need and God has put it on our hearts to be able to help and be able to support, we do so. Amen. Um, I also wanted to turn your attention real quickly, if I could, real quick, to our website. So our website, I know we had some editing and some things that needed to be done, amen, and we finally got some of that stuff um, done, and I um, believe that we are in order now, amen, and I wanted to give you an opportunity, please go, when you get a chance, go to our new website, amen. Let's see if I can share it with you real quickly here for a second. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Our new website, um, the safehousechurchgso.com. Again, the safehousechurchgso.com. 
Facebook.com, you'll find right here that, you know, there's a little intro message here. Welcome you to the church. And it's a little bit more information about the church and how we got started. And if you, more importantly, as you notice here, you see a double live stream that we are streaming live. So I know a lot of people tell me, and I've heard say, well, um, pastor, I don't do social media, pastor, I don't do this, I don't do that. And I get it. And I understand it. So therefore, we have now made it. And you see now we're screaming double, right? <laughs> um, we have made it so that you can actually go onto our website. You can do it from your cell phone. You can do it from your iPad or whatever the case may be. All you do is click here on here. And you'll notice right here now, you see in the corner it says live. And there's a little button there that has a little speaker on there. Click that speaker and you can turn the volume up. And you can listen and enjoy your home. And know nobody's tracking you and nobody's watching but our, our job is to what to have impact, and we want to have significant impact on the work that God is doing here. And then you will find also, if you're a podcast or you like listening to podcasts, here you have access to literally 800, I kid you not, over 800 podcasts we have here. Every one of our sermons that we have preached over the last five to six years, you will find here, and they're 100% free of charge. So you can click here, and you can go back. This right here, I think, holds like the last 10 but you can go here and you can go get more of these um, if you would like. And the name of our podcast is that the Safe House Church has left the building. Amen. So, that you know, the church has left the building. So, again, um, these one of these things. I know people want to be anonymous and, and they want to work in anonymity. And I'm fine with that because my job is about having impact. Amen. And as long as we have the impact, I believe that what God is going to get a reward. Oh, I'm getting into my sermon already. But um, here, this is there for you. So please share this, share our podcast with um, as many as possible. You'll see here, um, even on last week, run to play, the gift of a problem, know the voice, the, a beneficiary, the state of path, all the messages you'll see, and you can just download them right over here directly off our church webpage. So please get a chance out there, scroll around, um, look a little bit, and you'll see all kinds of things out there are statements of faith what we believe and you'll see the live bible verse so you can click on that bible verse there and you'll be able to get that information um you may if there's a bug or two in there please let me know and like i said we'll get that worked out um you know our prayer you know where you can join us and join in prayer amen and our various ministries um across our church um even when we do our outreach we have pictures of the outreach and we have a little quick video here that explains what we're doing in our outreach ministry and then various pictures of us working on our outreach when we actually go out. Because we are a church that leads, but we leave the walls, amen. And we believe in being a blessing to our community. Um, so you can see various pictures there and things. And we'd love for you to join us. Join us here at the Safe House Church. All right, so that's enough of that. Let me get back in here to um, what we're doing. All right, so hopefully you get a chance. Like I said, you can go out there and scroll around and and surface um and surf our new website. All right, so I think you know I, I don't think we missed any birthdays. I think Sister Pam was last week. Um, if you don't know, I just let y'all know if your pastor's birthday is next Friday. <laughs> so pastor will be making a, if Lord's will, we'll be making another trip around the sun, and my birthday will be on Friday, um, as we walk into December. So um, pastor's birthday is on Friday. All right, so um, no further ado, I think um, everything is in order. Um, I don't have any other announcements. I want to go. Um, I believe that there is a word from the Lord to share with you on today. Amen. And again, thank you for all our visitors and all those who who are touching bases with us. We will have our, we continue our prayer, our morning prayer Monday through Friday. 
um, from 6 a.m. And we will be back on our Bible class on um, Wednesday night. So we'll be back in Bible class on this coming Wednesday at 7 as we continue the book of Genesis. Amen. Amen. And good morning to you also, Pastor Biggers. All right. So let's go. There is a word from the Lord on today. We're going to read from a very familiar passage of scripture that you will find today. Many of you have heard this story, but um, I wanted to take a different twist on it. I believe God has given me to be able to share with his people on today, to be able to inspire you, to be able to change and think about things a little differently. Would you be so kind and turn with me to the book of Luke? We're going to Luke, the 10th chapter on today. We want Luke 10 and verse 30. Luke 10, verse 30. Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 30. Luke being New Testament, one of the, you know, the gospels. We want to go to Luke. So you'll find here in this part of Luke, we find that Jesus is teaching the disciples and many times Jesus teach the disciples through way of parable and the parable what these stories, they have these moral findings in them and ways to be able to teach people things and not be direct. If you notice that Jesus, when Jesus talked to people and when he taught people, he always went to them indirectly. See, most people, you know, because we have this thing of we have to protect ourselves and we have this wall up that most of us would not take instruction direct. I find this to be true even in my secular job as I'm a teacher of teachers and I teach teachers how to teach children and I go and I travel and God has literally allowed me to travel the world doing this and I find that a lot of people don't accept instruction directly. So we'll do things like we'll play games with them and we'll tell stories with them and we'll do different things. And and what, I, and what I've come, it took me a while to realize is that the same people that you know, you're teaching in the school are the same people who show up in the church. I know it's not rocket science, but it took me a while to figure that. For some reason, I believe that, you know, I was, you know, under the impression that whatever I did here was not the same that I do here, but it's God's people and, and they're the same people and they still learn and they understand the same way. So, and I found this by also that this is true when Jesus was working with the disciples and he was teaching many of them that he would tell them things in terms of story. In particular, if you notice that most of Jesus' stories, stories or his parables revolve around um, agriculture. Why? Because this is a, a highly agricultural society and this is how they move and this is how they made their money. So when he talked to them in terms of things of that nature, then they understood things of that nature and they understood them better and therefore they could equate or they could see the relevance and how the things work together and, and be able to understand them. So here you'll find that this is what this story was and this is a story at the time to give you a little bit of background, you need to know that here we read in the story of the Good Samaritan. And one of the things that's in particular that's important that you know is that Samaritan and Jews did not like each other. They were actually almost sworn bitter enemies of one another. And therefore, um, it was important that they didn't interact. Um, I like to think about it, and I'm not saying it's exactly like this because I was not there, but in terms of uh, the, you know, the race wars that sometimes we still find ourselves in, um, despite what goes on, despite, you know, everybody's not that like that, but there are some people who feel like they are superior to other individuals. Amen. So this is kind of how this um, was from my understanding. Well, so let's turn to this no longer. I'm gonna, And maybe you never heard the story, but we're going to read here these um, seven verses. They're quick. And then we'll get right back to the text. All right. So let's go here to the text. All right. Um, 
And it says this. So we in Luke 10 and 30, it says, And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place and came and looked on him and passed by on the other side and went to him and bound up his, uh, I'm sorry, skipped the, passed by on the other side. Verse 33, it says, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these thinkest thou was thy neighbor unto them that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. If I can use for a subject today and for a little bit I want to talk to you from the subject of who you serve, don't give the reward. Who you serve, don't give the reward. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you, Lord Jesus, this morning, Lord, as humble as we know how. Lord, before your throne, Lord Jesus, Lord, you bow down, Lord, and give your name, the honor, and the praise. Lord, for you're wonderful, your Lord, you're kind, you're love, you're peace, you're omnipotent, you're all-seeing, you're all-knowing. Lord, I ask that you empower us on today. Allow your words, Lord Jesus, to go through our body, Lord Jesus. Give your anointing, O oh God, that we go forth, Lord, and speak to your people, Lord Jesus, in a way, Lord Jesus, that you will want to speak to them. Lord Jesus, that they, they understand, O oh God, Lord Jesus, that they walk away, Lord Jesus, with a changed heart and a changed mind. Lord Jesus, that they walk away with a changed attitude, O oh God, Lord Jesus, that they walk away, Lord Jesus, thinking about this thing differently, Lord, that they read and they meditate these scriptures, O oh God, and say, what must I do, Lord Jesus, and let me stop looking to others, Lord Jesus, from where... Others, Lord Jesus, for reward, Lord Jesus, when the reward comes from you. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. And we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. For we know this one thing, we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. All right, so as we use for a subject today, who you serve don't give the reward. Now, if you go back and you read a little bit more before this, one of the things that you often should do is that when you're reading the passage and you want to try to understand it, you want to read at least the chapter before it and the verses before it, and then you want to read the chapter and the verses behind it so that you kind of sandwich this, this thing so you can kind of get a feel of the context and the content of why they're saying what they're saying. And what you find here, we basically had a, a know-it-all here, someone who was a, 
a expert in the law and they show themselves up and they and they come to Jesus and ask Jesus basically how can you one get perfect? That's basically what they ask them. How can you one get perfect? And Jesus, you know, they always ask Jesus these kind of questions because they were trying to line line him up. They were trying to um trip him up. They were trying to put him in position where they didn't think he would answer the question and then get him to try to say something contrary to the law. Remember at this time, Jesus life is on a bounty. Amen. That where Jesus is changing people. He's having impact on people. And because people's lives are changing and how they think about things are changing, then what he has a significant impact and they don't necessarily like that impact. Why? Because Jesus is changing the masters. He's changing how people think and, and how they worship and, and what they do and how they go about things that you have things like indulgences where people were paying to ask for forgiveness and Jesus was telling them that, that he'll be able to give them, you know, forgiveness and that he was the father and he, he was, you know, God and robed in flesh. And this was blaspheming to them because what they understood at the time is what they understood. You don't, you know, you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. And what I understand and what I'm finding as I get older, that the things that, you know, the more I know what I understand is the more I really don't know. And I don't know what I don't know. And because I don't know what I don't know, sometimes I just need to be quiet. That sometimes I just need to sit down and be quiet and listen more than I speak and, and observe more than I speak because people speak very loud with their actions. I don't, you know, pay so much attention to people's words anymore because people will tell you anything. People will lie to you. They'll lie on you and they'll lie for you. Amen. But but sometimes you cannot just hide that action because that action requires a consequence. And then that consequence, then we get to see what people really are. We get to really see who they are and what they're made of and, you know, and, and what it really when the rubber meets the road. So here he's asking Jesus this and Jesus responds to him with this story. And as he responds to him with this story, that what he was here to what to silence his not necessarily silence his critic, but he was here to what to get his credit to ask um answer the question himself. So Jesus always answered the question with the question. Those of us in school, we know this as the psychotic method. And the psychotic method is that I lead you to answer your own questions by answering you questions. If you go to a psychologist, most of the time with a psychologist, what a psychologist does, they don't solve problems for you. In fact, your problems are your problems. And your situation is your situation. Your circumstance is your circumstance. But what you and I don't know, and sometimes we don't believe that God has already given the answer to our situation most of the time and that <clears throat> it's already within us and all we have to do is look within what God is this is why he tells us to pray and I believe that you know some of us do need to go to psychologists and things like this because we won't pray and we won't spend the time praying enough to understand that God what speaks to us so what we do is the Bible said what well, confess your sins one to another and what you end up doing is you paying somebody you sit there to confess to and all they do is ask you questions to lead you down a path that what you go in there and you disclose some of the things that you've been holding in your heart some of the things that happened to you both good and bad some of the things that were your fault some of the things that weren't your fault some of the things that just happened because of life circumstances and what we find is that you disclose these things and, and you come to an understanding and a realization and at the end you find out so, oh I know the answer oh I know this this is what I think about I've had some executive coaching and as I've been coaching in leadership all he did was continually ask me questions and to the point it started to frustrate me but then I saw it after a while that as I answered these questions certain things started to come up and certain things I started to feel within myself you know because I knew the answer to some of my own questions I knew the answers 
to some of the things that he was asking. And it was just that I didn't want to be facing them or I didn't know how to ask them to myself. And what we find here that what this is what Jesus is doing. The man asked Jesus that who is my neighbor? Because he told him that, you know, in verse 27, it says, and he said, he said, who is the law written to? And he said, how shall that read? And he said, thou shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and I and that neighbor as themselves. And the man asked him, being a smart addict, said, who is thy neighbor? And then this is when Jesus gives him this story of the Good Samaritan. And, and then the story of the Good Samaritan was Jesus' answer to who is thy neighbor. So if you notice at the end of the story, Jesus asked himself, who is thy neighbor? And the man correctly responds that his neighbor is what? Any brother or sister that's out there that needs his help. Amen. And I'm here to respond to you today that your neighbor is anybody out there who needs your help. Your brother, your sister, no matter what you are and no matter how they are, if they are human and they are the human race, then they are your brother. They are your sister. And God opens up doors and he opens up ways for us to be able to help people and the people to be able to help us. And see, this is what I continue to tell you all that as you continue to serve other people, God will serve you, amen. That God will open up doors. There were things that I wanted to do and places I wanted to go and situations I wanted to be in. And a lot of times I'll go ahead and tell you all so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. A lot of these things that you all get to see me doing and going to places and stuff, God opened up the doors for those things. Why? Because I serve people. I serve this congregation. I serve others. And if you learn to serve God, then you know what? God will open up doors for you. The things that you need, the things that you desire, that God will open up doors for you. You know, and God continue to open up doors in situations and circumstances. You don't do it just because you want God to open up a door for you, but you do it. Why? Because it was the right thing to do. For the Bible tells us here that in this story, that there was a priest who walked by the priest. You would have thought certainly that the priest would have stopped by to help this man. You would have thought certainly by the priest because that's his sole job is that what he works and he takes care of people and he takes care of God's people and, he, and he's holy and, he, and he's walking upright. And here's the opportunity for him to do some good. Here's the opportunity for him to to put the things that come out of his mouth to put them to work and what does the man do he does not put them to work what he does is what he gets on the other side he walks away he removes himself from the situation this is why brothers and sisters we can't be at a place and a point that well we have so much we have so much to do and we have so much going on that we cannot reach out to our brother or sister that we cannot show ourselves strong that we cannot reach out and say let me help a brother or sister in need because you don't know when that shoe will be on your foot you don't know when things are turning around you don't know if that's going to be you one day why because we all from one or two bad decisions or situations from being somewhere in the same place. When some would say that, well, no, it's not me. I'm going to tell you right now, don't be so crazy to be arrogant and be humble and and and, and be of that mind that what that I, I can't find myself there because you really could find yourself there, that your health can go south and this could be the situation. That could be the situation. And what you thought you had, you don't have anymore. And what you thought you had access to, you don't have access to anymore. So don't be carried away by this thinking that you have arrived, but that God has a plan and God has a way that way, you know, the Bible said that way, that which was um, last shall now be first and that which was first shall now be last. So you got to be careful in this. So what now he, what he finds himself here and he's asking him, who is thy neighbor? So now the, the Bible says there was another man that was traveling here. And as this other man was traveling here. Now remember, you got to remember that here the, the, the good Samaritan, I mean, the, the person, the man who was attacked, did not be attacked on himself. He was doing, he was minding his own business. He was on his way and what? Life happened to him. Sometimes, how many of you know sometimes life happens to you? You might get sick in your body. You might find yourself in between jobs. You might find yourself in between situations and circumstances. And I'm here to tell you today that life can happen and does happen to us all. You know, I had a friend who just 
saw that he gotten hurt, you know, and I remember when I got burned one time, and you know, it happens to everybody, you know, it was nothing I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing, well, it was something I shouldn't have been doing, but not necessarily like in a way that I was breaking the law, that I was being sinful or whatever, I was working on a car, but you know, other friend was just cooking food with his family and burned his legs up, amen, propane caught on fire, it could be you, it could be anybody, and this is why we got to be careful and be in position that what, that we are to serve as long as we in position to serve, because you never know Who's going to serve you? You don't know where your reward is coming from. So here now, the man still, the man stopping to serve him. What does he do? The Levite goes what? He does what the priest did. Now, you would have thought that the priest would have been a little bit above the Levite. But in spirit and in action, we see that what? They were the same person. So what does he do? He goes on the other side of the road. He avoids him. He avoids the situation. He avoids the circumstances saying essentially that it was not my deal. In fact, that person, what I see is what? You know, it's I have nothing to do with them. There is nothing that I, I, you know, it's not my situation. It's not my circumstance. So therefore, the way they find themselves walking away and they walk on the other side of this. And then the Bible said there was a certain Samaritan. They didn't say what kind of man it was. They didn't, you know, say it was. They said there was a certain Samaritan. And when he saw that this person was down, he did not see a Jew. But what he saw was a human being. What he saw was a person that was in need. What he saw was a person who needed his help. And what the Bible said is what? He went off and he came off his beast. He came off his high horse. He came from his high area. He came from his place of influence. He came from his place of, 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 of majesty. He came from his place of up high, what, to open himself to what? To be a help to somebody else. Oh, come on, somebody. That you and I, I know some of us think that we cannot be a help to somebody else. They said, well, Pastor, I'm the one who's in need of help. Pastor, I'm the one that needs, but even then, there's what? Some area in your life that you can be a help to somebody else. There's an area in your life that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Some of you have some gifts and you have some talents and some things that you've been sitting on. And you've been sitting back saying, woe is me and bad is me and this is this and this is that. Not realizing that what you have the capacity to help and serve somebody else that God has put you in position, even though you look at your thing and you look, I promise you there's someone else that's out there who got it worse than you. That as bad as your situation seems, as bad as the situation has come, that there's what, there's someone else who needs you. There's someone else that God has put their blessing and he's hidden their blessing inside of you. Uh-huh. So now what? They find here that the man gets off his beast and he goes in and he helps him and he picks him up and he takes him where he puts him on his donkey and he gives him his wine and his oil. And what, notice here, he uses the wine and oil to what? To clean out the wounds. Why? Because we know there's alcohol in there and the alcohol in there, what? It ferments it and it clean out. And alcohol is what? An antiseptic. And he uses this and he pours the oil and the wine on him and, and set him on his own beast and what? Try to give him some hydration. Why? Because he was hydrated. So what does he do? He didn't go get it, but he gave him what he had. See, when we serve people, what we have to do is learn that we serve people with what we got. You don't have to go get some more to go serve. You serve people with what you have. You serve with what God has given you. Some of us will be at the point where God, when I wait till God bless me with this, when I'm here, I newsflash, you might not get blessed with it. Why? Because you're not serving anybody with what you have. You're not blessing anybody with what you have. So what? Here he what? He tells him, he serves him with what he has. Then the Bible says that he puts him where? On his own beast. He put him in his own car and took him to the inn and told the innkeeper, say, look, here's this guy. I want you to take care of him. Here's some money, pence. The Bible said he gave him pence. And the pence was what? This was some money for you to take care of him. And in fact, I want you to nurse him back to health. And if he's not nursed back to health by that time, I, I, when I come back, if I owe you some more, let me know. And I, I and I pay you what I owe you. 
here, this is what a sense of responsibility that he has here to this man, to a man he had not met. To a man he only saw in the Bible, he did not know. For all we know, and the Bible doesn't tell us, this man could have been a millionaire who got beat up and robbed. He could have been very well off. Maybe that was the reason why he was robbed. Maybe this was the reason why he was beaten. But the Samaritan didn't know that. He didn't see that. He saw a person that was in need of his help. He saw a person that he could support. He saw a person that said, with the little bit that I got and the little bit that I am, let me help you help yourself. He didn't offer him a handout, but he offered him a hand up in that way. He gave him a hand up to get on his beast and to get on his beast and what to take him to the next city and to put him up in the end. And now we, I ask you brothers and sisters, you know, oftentimes we want to reward, we want to serve people that we believe can reward us. And I found that this truth and um, time and time again, that the ones that I thought do reward me for what I did was the ones who didn't reward me. And what I find out is sometimes maybe I was doing it in the wrong spirit. Maybe I was doing it because I was looking for something. Maybe I did. I served this person or I served this thing or this, this situation because I thought that maybe they would do this and they would do that for me or they would open up doors or even I got into that, that mess of politics and that I wanted to you know, play the political game and that, and I don't play it well because that's why I just don't, you know, do it. But that if I served them, then maybe they would serve me in this area. And I can tell you almost every single time it didn't happen like that. And in fact, what you find is the people that I didn't serve was the ones who were blessing me. And as you think about it, and you all often hear me preach about that, it's the ones that the Bible says, you know, that you use your gifts and your talents to serve others. And as we use our gifts and our talents to serve others, what happens is what? We pay it forward. And if they use their gifts and talents to serve somebody else, and they use their gifts and talents to serve somebody else, your gift is probably going to come from somebody you didn't serve. I've said it more than one time. Think about that circle. If everybody in the circle gives to the right, you got a reward from somebody that you didn't give to. So stop the frustration of, of looking to get back things from people that you gave to. All right? Let me give you, I got a couple of points that God has given me to share with you, and I'm going to get out of here. Number one, I want to share with you today, watch out for misguided expectation. Misguided expectation. This is probably one of the number one things that frustrate us. Because I expect, when I have this expectation and my expectation is not met, it almost certainly always causes frustration. And then that frustration sometimes leads to anger. And then that anger leads to anger mismanaged. Let me give you an example. If I did something and I expect this person to do something in return and they didn't do it, then the next person I walk on walk, um, walks up to me, they may catch the wrath. They may catch me saying something that's out of character. They may catch me saying something or doing something that I didn't intend to do because I'm not upset with them, but I may have been upset with the person before them because I had an expectation that that was not met. And I'm here today to warn you today, even in this season of giving, don't have these expectations. Because certainly we find that people let us down all the time. The ones that we thought should do, don't do. The ones that we didn't expect to do, often do. And, and here, the, the ones that you, 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 we expect to do this, and me as a teacher, as a classroom teacher for many years, it's every single time. The ones that I extend the most grace to are the ones who abuse it the most, and the ones that who didn't need, who, who didn't ask for grace or who didn't ask for me to be able to help them was the ones who needed my help the most. So we have to be careful of this what, misguided expectation. 
Because our expectations oftentimes are misguided. And we find ourselves in a point of frustration to ask the Lord, why? And then what happens is we stop serving people because they, they did not serve us in return. I gave them a quarter. I was expecting them when I needed a quarter to give me a quarter. And they didn't give me a quarter. And now what? I'm like, well, when, when I had a quarter, I gave them a quarter. Well, this is one of the things that I'm learning about serving. One of the things that you learn when you serve people is that oftentimes the people that you serve do not have the capacity to give to you what you gave to them. Let that sink in for a moment. Let me say it again. Oftentimes, the people that we're serving do not have the capacity to give to you what you gave to them. Let me give it to you. Let me give you a life example. I have a friend of mine. A couple of years ago, let me go back. A couple of years ago, some of you all know that I play golf. I'm not very good, but I like to play because I'm competitive, right? And in my playing golf, I remember maybe four or five Christmases ago, uh, my wife wanted to buy me a golf round for Christmas. You know, you get a gift card or, you know, you prepay for a golf round and you call the golf club and you tell them what day you want to go and then they set you up and it was already paid. And we have country clubs here in Greensboro. As many places have country clubs. And there was one particular golf course that my wife had heard about that she wanted me to play. So she went over to there. She went to that club and she asked them, because she buy a gift card you know, to that club? And the club, owned, I mean, the, the people that worked there, proceeded to tell her that she could not buy uh, me a golf round there or a gift card to play golf because it was a private club and you had to be a member of the club and the club was only for members and their guests. The club was for only for members and their guests. Okay. So, um, un understood that, you know, it is what it is. And she come back and she told me, you know, over Christmas that, Hey, I wanted to do this for you, but, I couldn't because of this, this, and that. And I was, oh, yeah, I knew that. But, um, you know, I never thought nothing of it. Well, come the time, you know, years some years go by. And um, we moved and we became, you know, acquainted with other people and people in our neighborhood and this and that. And, and I had one of my neighbors who is a, a golfer. And we talked about playing golf. And he always told me, well, I'm going to invite you to go with me to go play golf. You know, I've been invited many times to play golf, not thinking nothing of it. And what happened was, he invited me to go play golf at the country club. At this point, I'd never been to a country club. I knew, you know, I knew what went with it and all these other things. But the place he invited me to was the very place that my wife, some years prior, tried to get me into. We don't have country club money. We know it costs thousands of dollars to get in the country club and the, the cost of that. But she wanted me to have a really nice experience because that's where some of the professionals have played some of the tournaments. At. And she wanted me to have that experience. And I appreciate that as my wife, you know, wanted her husband to have that experience, even though I knew it was something we couldn't afford. But, you know, maybe we could afford it at one time. And, when, you know, years later down the road, God has now opened up doors where I don't have membership to a country club. I still don't have membership to a country club. But there are people that God has given me favor with. There are people that God has put me in contact Come on, somebody. Are y'all getting this? There's people that God has put me in contact with that now I played at least, I played twice in that country club. One time this week. Do you see what you say? So 
I serve people. I do what God tells me to do. And in reward, what God does is he'll put other people in your path that can do things for you that you can't do for yourself. Woo! Did y'all get that? You ain't got to be able to do it. You just serve who you can serve. See, I had no expectation of it. I had none. All I do is serve. All you do is serve who you can serve. Because you're doing some things for some people that they couldn't do for themselves. But unless you opening up doors and making your tutoring reasonable, or you're using your gifts and talents, you're showing them how to decorate, or you're showing them how to sing like this, or you're showing them how to do things in business, or you're opening up their eyes and their understanding of the other stuff. We all have talents and things, but we are to serve each other. If I see a brother or sister who's down that I can help, and they are open to taking my help, I should help them. Are y'all with me? And in turn, what happens is other things that God will find a way, he'll find a way to reward you. So places that I didn't think I would go, access to things I didn't think I would get access to, things that I won't even think about, God would just drop them in your lap. He would just drop them in your lap. Do y'all understand what, what I'm saying to you? So misguided expectation. Don't expect the reward from the person that you gave it to. Because they don't have the capacity to bless you like that. How fair is it for you to ask somebody for something that they don't have the capacity to do? You asking me for a gallon of water and I only got a half a pint. Even if I wanted to give you a gallon, I can't give you a gallon because I can't give you what I don't have. This is why when we serve, we serve forward. Because what God will do in turn, when you need, he'll make sure that you it'll be somebody who has a gallon who can give you that. And I'm telling you from my personal experience, God has done that just three times this week. Three times this week. I kid you not, things that I could not do, and this is what he was teaching me, and I'm teaching you now, is that things that I could not do, God opened up doors to allow other people to make a way to do them for me or do them with me. And what I do in turn is what? I give that same thing to somebody else. We all have something to offer. We all do. Misguided expectations. So, don't get mad at the person you give. Serve. Because more likely they're not going to be able to give it back to you. But you serve because it's the thing to do. Number two. Look for help from the left. The one that you least expect. You know, oftentimes we have, again, this is that misguided expectation. We expect it to come from this person. Well, this person looked like they can do this, 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 and this. So why ain't they doing this? Do we really know? We always look into the right for the help. But what happens if the help comes from the left? What if God touches somebody unsaved to bless your business? What if God touches somebody unsaved to become an investor in your, in your business? What if God uses the unsaved to put you in position to win? See, so many times we expect, you know, that sometimes it doesn't 
come that way. I bet you when this Samaritan was, I mean, when this guy was sitting here, this man was sitting here on the side of the road, was beat up and, and broke and beat down. He didn't care who helped him, even if it was a Samaritan. And when you find yourself beat up and disgusted in situations and circumstances, you don't care who it is who helped you. You just know that you want out of your situation. You want out of your circumstance. You want out of wherever it is that you're in. And I'm the only one. I don't care what you look like. I never forget you all. Some of you know that I sell insurance, right? And I'm an insurance salesman. It's one of my little side hustles, right? You know, as we was coming up, you know, you do what you got to do. And one of the things I remember, I never forget, I always thought, it was like, well, you know, I'm in this town. It was full of, you know, full of um, Caucasian people. And I was like, they do not want a black guy helping them. And were there, in fact, something like that? Yes. They'll take the information I gave them, and they'll go take it to their white agent, and their white agent will sign them up. Therefore, depriving me of my commission. But God made the way. But I also found out, more importantly, that some people, when people needed help, they didn't care what I looked like. I could have been purple. I could have been orange. I could have been green. If I could help them, they were willing to listen. So what am I telling you, brothers and sisters? There's some people out there who don't care what you look like. They, they in bad enough situation that they need your help. And they willing to listen. And all I'm asking you to do, will you open up your mouth and be a witness? Will you open up your mouth and tell them the goodness of Jesus? Will you open up your mouth and let God use you? Yes, you got some faults. Yes, you've done some bad things. Yes, you have, we all have. Show me somebody who has not. Yes, and you know what? And I, I'm careful how I say this, but you know this thing of this counsel? So what if they counsel you? Who cares? See, this is the thing about being counseled, and, and this is, that has been on my spirit this week. Because this whole thing of this counsel culture mess is just ridiculous. Anytime we something don't say that we want to say, to the point now I was looking at this week, they went back and they pulling something from what? And that y'all know I'm not a cowboy fan, but it's ridiculous that they pulling something from the past. Do people not change? I don't know about you, but I don't want y'all to go back and see who I was in 1994 and let me preach to you today. In 2022. The Peter in 1994 is not the same Peter in 2022. People grow and people change. And we have to give them the grace to change. I guarantee you're not the same person from 1994 that you are right now. So why can't we give others the grace to change? But we so quick. We want to counsel, counsel, counsel. That's just a way of people trying to get, what, discard people. Because they didn't do what they wanted them to do. So we got to be careful. What are you counseling? See, one thing, you ain't got to worry about being counseled when God brings you up. If God brings you up, ain't nothing they can do. The Bible says like this. So if he be for me, then he be more than the whole world against me. This is why we got to be careful to make sure that we're God-made and not what they call self-made. Because if I'm self-made, then what? I'm based it on myself. But if God made me, if God put me there, if God set me down, the only one who can take me down is who? God himself. <laughs> that's the difference. So, again, look from hell from the left. So some of you worried, don't be worried about being counseled. If anything, he's going to pull you up. Because if God ordained it, if God put you in a position to do it, then it's going to be blessed, it's going to be right, and it's going to help more than one person. Last point, and then I'm going to get y'all on out of here. I don't know if y'all hear me today or not. But notice, roles change. Roles change. What do you mean? I just got through telling you. 
I am not the same person in 19, um, 2022 than I was in 1994. I guarantee it. My roles have changed. At some point, I was working at Burger King. And another point, I was somebody's school teacher. Another point, I was somebody's professor. At one point, I was somebody's boss. Then, you know, I was a husband. Then I ended up being a, a dad. And I ended up being a son-in-law. And I ended up being a, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? My role continually changes. And I'm here to tell you that your roles continually change too. Who somebody is today don't necessarily mean that's who they're going to be tomorrow. Who you got one that we wrote off today doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be the next great one that God raises up. The one that you discarded today does not mean that this is not the next one that God has put his hands on and said, I'm going to anoint this person and I'm going to bring them up and I'm going to bless them and I'm going to open up doors because I see the goodness of their heart. Know that roles change. And that people change. And give people the grace to change. And therefore what you serve, because you change too. And give yourself the grace to change. That what I was doing in 94, I'm not doing in 2022. How God has me serving now, he has me serving in a different capacity. I have more to give. We say it like this, said, to whom much is given, much is required. So if I have more, then I'm required to give more because he's giving more to me. So therefore, I have more people to serve. There are more people I'm to touch. There are more people, lives who are to be inspired and lives to be changed and thought patterns to be changed to say, I never considered it that way. I never thought about it that way. You, you allow me to see something differently that speaks to my life. And now my life is going to take off because of the word that you said. People are watching. And it's about your impact. And I'm here to tell you today that many of you have more far greater influence than you think. Far greater influence than you even realize. Far greater influence than you even know. And you are to use that influence to change the world. To change the group around you. To change the people around you. It's through you that God is going to change this. If you're teaching somebody's kid, you don't know where that kid is going to grow up to be. I see it all the time now. Sometimes, you know, kids I taught, they was in middle school now. Or, you know, they grown, grown now. But I remember when I was teaching, when I went to college, and it was some of them, they came in there and said, you know, I made here, I remember in your class, I did this, I did that. And I ain't gonna lie, it makes me feel so good. I can't put money on that, that I had an impact on this person when they was in the sixth grade, and now they're here they are, a junior, senior in college. And their lives are different. They are impacting society. They're doing great things. They're changing lives. You know, I got one of my students I just saw last night. He He's now on the National Aladdin Tour, and he's going to be the genie. And I remember him when he was a little fella, little scared little fella, and over in the corner. And now God has blessed him with this tremendous gift to be an actor. And now he's acting on the national stage all around the world. You don't know who you can impact with the little bit that you got, the little bit that you think you have. You are the serve. And know that what? The ones you serve. I'm not going to give you the reward. They're not in position to give it to you. So don't misguide that expectation. Look from your help from the left and know that what? People and their roles change. They might be the janitor today, but they might be the CEO tomorrow. They might be down on their luck today. Because, see, I think it's very clear. The Bible never tells us who this man was, this Samaritan. All they said is what? That he was robbed and beaten. Well, last time I checked, robbers typically don't rob broke people. It's pointless. I'm robbing somebody who got something. 
uh, uh, they're taking stuff from people who actually have something to lose. And here it is. This weary man gave the little he had to take somebody, take care of somebody he didn't even know. And you know what? God brought the reward. And what you do in the dark shall become to the light. If you reward, he said, you know, what, what, you, um, what should be done in the dark shall come to the light. Which he said in the Bible, he said, what you do unto the least of them, it's like you've done unto me. And I'm telling you today, stop getting yourself frustrated looking for people who don't have the capacity to give you what you gave them. This is why you serve them. And God, in time, he'll bring things around. And when you expect it the least, it'll be right there in your hand. God bless you. I love you. I hope that you found this message to be a blessing to you on today. That you are to what? To know that what? Who you serve don't give you the reward. It's not necessarily the people you serve that give you the reward. You can get rewarded from some people that you've never served. But when you serve somebody else, what you're doing is you're rewarding them. And they never served you. Know that today. This is how it works. And the sooner you get into the flow, the better off you're going to be. So with that being said, God bless you all. I love you all. You have been a tremendous blessing to me in this ministry. And we're just so grateful for all that God has done. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you, Lord. We want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this message on today. Lord, you're to remind us, oh God, Lord, you from whom all blessings flow. Lord, did you call us to be a blessing to somebody else, Lord? Even somebody else who's along the way, Lord Jesus. I ask that you open up the doors, oh God. Now, Lord, we ask, Lord, as we go to the offering part of our service, Lord, that you bless us, Lord Jesus. Pour out a blessing that we have room to receive, Lord Jesus. Lord, allow the overflow to come. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, Lord. And as we walk in the expectancy, see, Lord, you from you, Lord, you to know that you will reward us in due season, Lord. And we ask you to do all these things of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all. If you would be so kind, maybe we want to move to the offering part of our service. If God has put on your heart to be a blessing to us here in offering. Here at the Safe House Church, we do time and often by way of the cash out. Cash out is dollar sign um, Safe House Church GSO. Again, it's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal, paypal.me forward slash ministry8. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash ministry8. And St. Luke 6 and 38 says this. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Um, if God has blessed you and they've blessed you in any capacity, I ask that you all support this ministry and support us as we go along the way. Our tithes and offering, all and all things that we're giving to this church go to supporting the Safe House Church Ministry. God bless you all on this morning. Um, I love you all. You all take care. I hope that you found this message to be um, a blessing to you all. Remember, go to our website. You can go get um, our podcast. Um, go back and get messages from the prior week. So this message here will be on the website by next week. We release them once a week. Amen. 
and they'll be there in their entirety for the most part. And we just thank you um, for you all being a blessing. You spend time with your families, enjoy. I know it's raining outside, so I don't know how far you're going or if you're shopping, but be careful out there. Know that your pastor Ely loves you. God bless you all. I love you all. Remember, you have your women at the well this week on Monday um, afternoon. So women at the well, please be in place um, for that. Also, we have our prayer, um, weekly prayer, Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock a.m. And on Wednesday night, we will have our Bible study at 7 p.m. God bless you all. Love you all. Take care and have a good one. Bye-bye.